0: soraya how's it going all right how about you i'm doing all right and you know 121 song box set and here we are at the end or right disc number four and um i can't believe that we trudged on through this whole box set we made it we made it i'm ready to jump in and listen to some songs
1: i am right with you so let's do it Hey, this is Soraya,
0: and this is Jeff.
1: Our podcast is called Paisley Stage, Raspberry, and Rhyme—a
0: podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes.
1: We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agarubiara.
0: Let's get groovy. Groovy, 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 groovy! All right, so 121 songs, something like that, between all of these. <laughs> I wanted to start off and ask you, Disc 4, what's your thought on it, generally speaking, in comparison to the other three?
1: Okay, I think, I honestly think I have to say Disc 1 and 3 are my favorite. Disc 4, there's good stuff here, but uh, I think Disc 3 was really fun. Uh huh. So I was I was I had very different expectations for disc four. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. But after I listened to everything, I said, ah, uh, one and three. Yeah. Those are my faves.
0: I'm totally on board with you. In fact, I probably overthought this too much, but um, I <laughs> actually ranked the discs in order. Okay, I'm, um, I'm
1: ready. I'll, okay. I'm listening.
0: So disc number one, number one, for sure. Disc, sure. Num- disc number three is my second favorite. Disc number two is in the third place, and four, I think, is, of the four, it's my yeah. least favorite. Yeah, I, I think it's really spotty. It's hit hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some great songs in here, a lot of which people will know, like Wooly Bully, Bully <laughs> um, right? Louie Louie.
1: I have to say, so when I think psychedelia, when I think um, of that era, and i'm thinking of experimentation woolly bully doesn't do it
0: <laughs> no, no.
1: woolly bully is not there yeah however i get it yeah again yeah. okay garage man i get
0: garage rock, yeah uh
1: but i was kind of like to me it seemed like a stretch
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and what louis, do i know yeah louis louis is on here too um yeah there's a few tracks that people will know from the radio um and a few bands, the standells. Mm-hmm. We have a couple repeat bands that we've talked about before, the Electric Prunes again. Um, so there's a few, but um, yeah, overall, uh, I think it's it's pretty hit or miss. But I think we've picked out the cream of the crop. I'd say I
1: do agree with you. I do agree with you. I think we've we've picked out some real shining examples of of really good music from that period of time that just kind of do a lot of different things
0: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i agree and overall i would say this box that is definitely worth having in your collection yeah there's a lot of fun stuff in it but yeah pulling together curating 121 songs from this short three-year period um when a lot of singles were being released, it, it probably wasn't an easy task, I'm, I'm sure. And a lot of this stuff is pretty rare. Um, a lot of it was pretty hard to find. In fact, I know we've had some difficulty in learning infor- information about some of these bands just because some of them were like one hit. I don't I don't even want to say one hit wonders. <laughs> some of this was just kind of rare, right? And just singles. Well,
1: not, uh, uh, not just one hit wonders many of these are like regional wonders that then caught like a moment of national attention and I think that was something that was really surprising to me going through all four discs is um and I think we forget about it because things are so accessible now and we you know hell even as a you know I was a teenager in the 80s and you know imported music um was a thing and or i mean continued to be a thing but you know i remember that the world got a lot closer thanks to my local moby disc and different radio shows and um but when we're talking 50s and 60s you know regional hits then you know then kind of grew and got some national attention and some like exploded through and then you know you heard, a, you had a one hit on and then, whoop, and then they continue to play regionally. And I think that was something that I liked about this curation is that there's a lot of different things and some bands I didn't know of. I liked that part of it. And the one thing that kind of unifies all of this is like, this is a late 60s sound. There's a lot of cool use of, you know cool bass lines like really funky bass lines and and fuzzy guitars and you're definitely hearing that sound and and it's growing you know you can kind of feel it right you feel that vibe um so jeff i'm just gonna jump out i'm gonna i'm just gonna say it i took your spot Uh oh i grabbed the lead off track and i did it for a very good reason okay all right so i took track one which is the chocolate watch bands are you gonna be there at the (laughs) loving so i love first of all the title is perfect very indicative of this moment of loving sit-ins all these ins. um but uh we'll talk about it after the song but this is a great way to start off this, this particular disc. So Chocolate Watchman.
0: Yes. Can I make two quick comments before? Do it. I Do it. So I actually hear a little bit of Mick Jagger in that. Right? Yeah. A little bit. Right? Yeah. And um, I've always loved tambourines and songs. So um, a lot of these songs from the set include tambourines. I just love that sound, that percussive sound. But oh anyways, my, my first two comments. Great pick.
1: I, I stinking love this song. And I think it's a really good way to introduce it really strong it sets out really strong but interesting little tidbit about this song written and recorded in one day so they could put it in a movie oh called the lovin Oh, (laughs) sorry and uh there is a video that you can find on youtube with a clip from the movie and you just and you hear the band playing and it's you know it's kind of 60s uh set with people just kind of grooving and yeah some guy dressed all in white like a cult leader <laughs> i don't know oh. <laughs> but but um for a song that was written and recorded one day and we've talked about enough of them on the, on our podcast from different artists people who said like you know i just got inspired and boom you know i think it's a for someone who rushed it and then i've read some things online about the producer of the song uh, ed cobb that uh, he seemed very I'm selecting my words carefully um he seemed very focused okay. on the sound that he wanted and oh. uh did not Pull any punches in okay. order to get there. I'm <laughs> uh, being nice. Uh, afterwards, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my thoughts. But, uh, but for but for a song that was kind of pushed, rushed, and um, I, I I think it's a really good one. It's got all those kind of fun, all, all those different uh, musical sounds that I kind of associate that I associate with that period of time. Um, this was a b-side to the band's third single no Way out oh so this is 1967 um and um the pretty much not too long after this the the band that recorded this that lineup goes away oh and um then there's a different lineup but and i'm i've read a few different things but looks like the that original lineup disbands in 68 and then there have been other uh formations of the band uh, afterwards but this is a, a great little tune and our friend jim from the jfj podcast uh conspiracy podcast will be very happy to know that this song runs a beautiful two minutes 27 seconds (laughs) so all of that grooviness yes
0: (laughs) yep and my song uh two minutes and 20 seconds so we're we're in the same (laughs) same ballpark so after are you going to be there at the love Inn? i'm skipping over too many people by the leaves which was on my short list of songs that i wanted to pick um are you a boy or are you a girl by the barbarians having to talking about people's hair length at the time. That like, was
1: one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, yep.
0: Yep, for sure for me too. And then a Wooly Bully. And then uh, the original version of I Want Candy by the Strange Loves. Right. I, Which I knew from Bow Wow Wow version. Yep, me too. Um, And then skipping over Louie Louie, uh, which was one of the first songs that one of my bands, The Insignificance, played. We we learned Louie Louie like a lot of bands <laughs> So then we get to my track, One Track Mind by the Knickerbockers, who, unlike a lot of the bands on this compilation, put out a lot of singles and a few LPs. Um, So I've learned that a lot of these bands were single-only bands, but the Knickerbockers, they actually put out uh, a few albums themselves. Uh, They were uh, from New Jersey, and they were only together for three years, um, and they, they were very prolific and you know, put out a lot of stuff in those three years, Um, they had a lot of issues with their label, um, which is said is probably the reason for their demise, just because they were struggling. In fact, this song, One Track Mind, which was a follow-up to their song, Lies, uh, the single, which is also included in this box set, this Nuggets box set um it reached depending on what chart you're reading 45 or 46 and they said it could have gone much higher but the label only pressed so many albums and when the demand was there they didn't press more so it it kind of stagnated there but it was because of the labels um ineptness it said Uh, and the name of the label challenge (laughs) challenge records and uh yeah apparently the band felt frustrated with the label and And uh, I think that was a big part of their demise. Um, This song, One Track Mine, was released in 1966. And although it only reached 80 on the Hot 100 here, um, let me check something. Ah, No, 45, I said uh, it reached 45 here. Uh, In Vancouver, Canada, it reached number six, so much higher in Canada. Wonder if some of the pressings actually floated their way up north. Probably. And um, one thing uh, I thought was of note that's really cool, Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin's frontman, was a big, huge Knickerbockers fan. So you can't go wrong there. And one last thing that I found out is that their saxophone player uh, used to be in a band called The Royal Teens. And I don't know if you remember that song, who wears short shorts so the the saxophone player came from that band the Royal (laughs) Teens and became a member of the Knickerbockers so when I went on YouTube and I looked at a couple versions of one track mine all the comments were Beatles Beatles Beatles-esque Beatles Beatles but I don't know about you Soraya and you've got a shirt that says the monkeys you got a drum head behind you a signed drum head behind you I hear the monkeys when I hear one track mine. So um, a lot of people said the Beatles, which I see in uh, connections between my two songs, both very Beatles-esque and both about losing a girl or almost losing a girl. You're gonna lose that girl. So um, yeah, this one's called One Track Mine. He sounds like he's worried about losing his girl here, Soraya. So anyways, um, listening to this Let me know what you think, beetles or monkeys or both. please tell me help me to know what to do <laughs> so all right do
1: well well uh i mean you can definitely hear that beatles beautiful harmony and that arranged vocal arrangement right and remember beatles beget the monkeys beget you know yeah. other other bands so it's definitely there yeah. but uh that guitar part is you know that you know that solo like or no 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 i can i can see mike nesmith yep. going out on 12th string. yeah
0: yeah i can see it yeah yeah it's it that's the part that i really hear the monkeys in it, is that introduction part that dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. from there it's all beatles <laughs> <laughs> either way it's a, that's a great track.
1: It, that's a fantastic choice very very good all right my next choice is shout out to the pacific northwest of the u.s it's a band from tacoma washington oh they are called the whalers in some places i saw them referred to as the fabulous whalers but Uh the (laughs) whalers the whalers and the song's called out of our tree (laughs) okay so let's listen to it and we'll talk about it a little bit on the way on the way back
0: Tree. Woo! I love the bass in that.
1: All right, Jeff. How about you just listen to a little anecdote? Okay. So this song is from 1965 and much to our friend Jim Strong's dismay. This song goes over three minutes.
0: It didn't sound like it to me.
1: Three minutes, 23 seconds to be precise. But anyways, listen to this quote. And this is from um, a write-up by Alec Palau.
0: Oh.
1: Um, about... A, rain a, rain a connection yeah a cd collection called uh, called um whalers whalers everywhere um uh, it's got uh, two albums uh whalers whalers everywhere and uh, out of our tree oh.
2: of albums.
1: <laughs> quote august of 1964 the fab four are tearing it up on their first american tour and one of the first stops is in the pacific northwest where they are due to play the Seattle Center Coliseum to a typically riotous response. During a lull in the press conference prior to the show, George Harrison takes KJR DJ Pat O'Day aside to politely inquire, are those blokes, the Whalers still around?
0: Uh. <laughs>
1: so the Whalers are a band that um, formed in the late 50s. Oh, and man. they were kind of this quintessential party garage band they did and they had a hit with louie louie it seems like everybody and their mama had a hit <laughs> with louie louie right um and then they had a they had a hit with a song called tall cool one oh. and one of the one of the pieces i read about the Whalers, um really saw them as kind of a model for later hardy rock bands like uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders and some others Um, so you can definitely hear that vibe it's like hey let's have a good time and then boom 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 you know you're just bombarded with drums and cool guitar Um, it's got a really funky undertone but I wanted to (laughs) so I was thinking so what's the connection between my two songs and I think my two songs are just about this beautiful decadence of the late 60s. So are you gonna be at the love in, honey? Because we're all gonna be at the love inn. <laughs> And then um but it was this little piece of lyric I'm all hmm out of our tree. And for a bunch of guys from the 1950s singing louie louie this seems a little different. So um in that first stanza this this is towards the end uh it says out running around seeing every crazy sight, a lady in an evening gown made from a paper kite. We asked her why she wore such a crazy gown. She said, if you want to fly, you gotta get off the ground. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. And then he talks, he talks about seeing a guy building a door in the middle of the street. I'm like, could it be LSD?
0: So <laughs> oh. <laughs> who knows? The doors of perception. Right? Now,
1: my one cool factoid about the Whalers. Remember, I'm talking Washington, Pacific Northwest. Shout out to Howie Cohen. Um, yes. Jimi Hendrix was a local fan of the Whalers.
0: Oh wow,
1: that is a wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. if your fan base consists of Jimi Hendrix and George Harrison, come
1: on. Yeah. And I think the piece I read, like he was an early fan, so you oh. kind of knew them a little earlier. But still, yeah. I thought that was cool. Super
0: so super cool. The
1: Whalers out of our tree.
0: And not to be confused with Bob Marley's backup band.
1: No, very different.
0: <laughs> very different.
1: I don't think they covered Louie Louie.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, Jim. That was a Your great second album. pick. Okay, so the last song that we're gonna play today um it's a band called clefts of lavender hill is the name of the band and i was trying to find information about them and i did come across one thing that was going through this box set and the person said even by nugget standard this is rare the band is rare and there's not a whole (laughs) lot of information about them so i had to resort to youtube for a lot of things and i'm really glad at the top of the show that you mentioned the part about the regional hits because this is absolutely that, um, that situation, Uh, Clefts of Lavender Hill were banned from my home state of Florida, uh, not far from where I was born in West Palm Beach, Um, they're from Miami, and apparently they were really big, because if you look at the YouTube videos for Clefts of Lavender Hill, a lot of the comments were, I'm from, southern florida and we heard this all the time on the radio right my parents used to play this or um so very regional to the miami area and um they did make it to the the billboard top 100 and it hit 80 um with this song it's called stop and get a ticket again it's a song about not trying not to lose your girl um one stanza says you know your baby's gonna leave you if you don't treat her better She's going to hop that train and say, bye-bye. You got to run and tell the conductor, you got to stop and get a ticket. So you're going to lose that girl was the thing. Okay, so Clefs of Lavender Hill, I did learn that they were a folk rock band from Miami, uh, primarily based around uh, some siblings, a brother and sister, Travis and Coventry Fairchild. So they tried to get a very English name. Those were their stage names. Their birth names were Joe and Lorraine Zemenis. I never know how to pronounce a name that starts with an X. Himenez. He well, okay. Jimenez. Yeah. So is that Greek? Latin? Well,
1: it's X-I-M-E-N-E-S or E-Z? E-S. Okay. Jimenez, that that, that X for everyone who wants to know about Spanish linguistics. Yes. So that's that sound um, is pronounced it's like an aspiration Uh. so it's like a J and usually it's indicative of a family that is from um, the Basque region in Spain. Okay. That X it it appears in a lot that sound that at the beginning typically from the Basques.
0: All right. So very cool lessons learned on paisley stage RAS there, you go. It there pay, you go it pays off to have a linguistics professor
1: no i don't do that <laughs> i'm purely literature but
0: all right all yeah right.
1: drop a couple of tidbits here and there
0: very good i think i appreciate that uh, i've seen words or names starting with an x and i'm always confused
1: yeah no it's true though because sometimes it's like uh there's a name uh x-a-v-i-e-r and it's not javier it, it, in some places it's javier and some it's xavier oh so it, yeah it, it, but that's jimenez
0: okay all right humans so these this these brother the brother and sister team joe and lorraine jimenez um who yeah they wanted to go for a more british sound because the british eva- invasion was happening so they went with travis and coventry for their child <laughs> Um, actually stop, get a ticket was the B side to their 1966 single first. Tell me why. Um, but stop and get a ticket was being played in that area of Miami. So it really picked up, um, there was a radio station WQAM that was playing it quite a bit and it got to be a pretty, pretty big around the area. So, um, it was really cool reading some of the YouTube videos because a lot of people, knew or worked with Coventry and she, oh that's my boss or you know that's my coworker, Coventry and I she said that she had a band and I had to come to you 2 and find it and so a lot of the comments were about people that know her or work with her now but anyways I really like the chorus on this song it's very catchy and when you listen to it get ready to clap because there's a, a wonderful clapping part during the chorus and Soraya I know you and I both love the the little gospel rave ups that happen in a lot of these songs you're going to hear that on this one so um get ready get your clapping hands out ready everybody because uh when the chorus hits uh and it's catchy it's all get out um get ready to clap and listen for that little gospel rave up that we love And two minutes 29 seconds here's stop get a ticket by cliffs of lavender hill mm-hmm. You know you cliffs of lavender hill for that one so wow very Beatles right uh, that huh? that one's very beatles-esque
1: oh super duper and that very beginning intro um it, it was reminding me now listening to it one more time it reminded me of dave clark 5
0: oh yeah
1: at the good very call. very beginning
0: good call yeah. yeah absolutely
1: but that's a fun song <laughs> But I like all the, I, I mean, when people say, ah, the, the Beatles Schmiedels, like, the Beatles really changed how people perceive music. And the fact that people want it to be more English.
3: Yeah. You know, like <laughs> right. I,
1: I want to change my name to be English to kind of reflect this band name. I, it's just neat because you hear that sound so much in you know this middle to late period of the 60s you go everybody wanted just like you know hard rock in the 70s everybody wanted to sound like zeppelin you know like just hard driving (laughs) oh my god cliffs of lavender hill (laughs) it's just it's just perfect
0: yeah yeah and i'm really glad that you mentioned that part of or the aspect of the the regional hits so yeah my home state of miami i'm of florida, florida miami area represent represent i had to bring Oof. that in Oof.
1: see it's just cool to see it's just cool to see yeah yeah
0: yeah so first of i don't know how many nuggets box set we'll cover but there's been quite a few and actually tying into the first episode when we first introduced uh talking about the box set this was a big impact on at least a few of the people of the paisley underground and um the
1: original the original pressing
0: yeah yeah Yeah. this one basically here right and um some of the other nuggets box sets same thing so there's a british box set and then there's a children of nuggets box. oh yeah Which actually includes, I believe, all of the primary uh members or bands of the Paisley Underground. So right. we might dig into that at some point. But yeah. Thank you, Rhino, for these releases. And
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, yep. Yep. And uh sorry, it's not too much longer till we're going to get to see the monkeys play probably their last show. Yes. That they're planning to do. At least Mickey and Mike, right? Well, that's all. <laughs> yeah
1: but um yeah i'm looking forward to it and for those of you who've been able to get back to going to live shows this is going to be my first live show um since the pandemic so i'm really looking forward to it and for those of you who are in europe in western europe uh please take a look and go see steve Wynn. he's out doing eight still and
0: um he just added a show in italy i believe yeah he
1: added a show in rome so uh folks if you are vaccinated and have the ability to go out and see shows wherever you are do it the clubs need it and the artists are ready willing and able and we need to support that and i'll put a little uh side side note um I like uh, Bob, I always say it wrong, but Bob Mould. Yeah, yeah. I I always want to say Mould, but it's Bob Mould. And he's out touring and um, I've been watching his social media as he's posting. And, you know, he's imploring people. Hey, I, I am so ready to be here. The band's ready to be here. And we need your help. We need your cooperation. Show up vaccinated, show up masked. I know it's a pain, but we're doing it. So you do it. So we can do this more. And I think Jeff, Jeff is someone that, you know, every weekend, there was at least one show, if not two. (laughs) And, um, and I was getting into a great group of going to shows and then boom, everything shut down, but go to your local clubs, go support them, support these artists who are out touring so that we can all enjoy live music again. I miss it. It's yeah. been two years and I miss it a lot. So I'm super looking forward to this show. Like, yeah. please don't let the bus break down. Yeah. Don't let let the power be running. All of this. Please don't let it rain that day. And then we need desperate rain here in Southern government like, about don't let it rain. I'm gonna be outdoors. But um
0: yeah, everybody, yeah so I'm looking yep. forward to it. Yeah. And hopefully the crew and the band stays healthy and so it so this can be done and still stay safe and um, healthy at the same time
1: hey we all have to do our part they're doing theirs and uh but you know i don't know if you're listening to this podcast you're a fan of live music too and i'm sure you're all missing it as well so let's just i don't know these next two years we got a lot of we got a lot a lot of time to catch up on And jeff we've talked about a lot of bands that are recording people that we know and love and respect yeah. and are giving us new music hell yes i want tours hell yes i want to support them yeah, on yeah. the road so absolutely that i'm getting off my soapbox
0: <laughs> thank you for doing that good Yay. Point. yep
1: so mi gente agrubier.
0: Groove on paisley people did it we made it through this box set
1: (laughs) we can call our band the cliffs of paisley hill i don't think it can get more british
0: (laughs) right i know
1: oh my gosh